Thank you for listening to Enable This Week. We are saying goodbye to 2020 and hello to 2021. I'll be using a beacon to shine a bright light along with a little bit of hope and inspiration your way. The beacon I'm referring to is a publication from the Foundation Fighting Blindness. It's actually called Beacon Stories. Here's an explanation before you meet some very interesting people. This comes from the website www.fightingblindness.org. Inspirational voices from the fighting blindness community. Being diagnosed with anything can be hard, and you certainly will go through a range of emotions. You're not alone. Many have been in your shoes and have dealt with their diagnoses in different ways. Some feel a sense of relief when they can share their stories with others who are going through a similar situation. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is a beacon for those affected by blinding retinal diseases. With our program called Beacon Stories, we share individuals' journeys with their disease and how their drive fuels them to pursue their passions. Not only do we find their stories aspirational, we believe these individuals are true beacons of strength, champions of courage, and advocates for hope. We hope these stories provide you with light that will get you through the darkness. Collectively, we are stronger together as a community. So here are some stories from the past few months, interesting people for you to meet. Sam, Mava, Faye, and Linda. Beacon Stories, the newsletter from the Foundation Fighting Blindness from September 28, 2020, tells you blind YouTuber finding his spot in life. YouTuber Sam Seavey was diagnosed with Stargardt disease when he was just 11 years old. Sam didn't fully accept his visual impairment until his early 30s. Now he's helping others through a YouTube channel called The Blind Life. It is currently the most extensive resource for assistive technology on the Internet. Sam Seavey is a husband and dad of two children living in Kentucky. Sam's also a well-known YouTuber in the blind and visually impaired community. Sam began his YouTube channel to share his visually impaired perspective on life, but he wasn't always so open and candid about his vision loss. Sam was diagnosed with Stargardt disease when he was just 11 years old, shortly after his older sister was also diagnosed with Stargardt. Having someone close that could understand how it felt to be losing your sight was helpful for Sam to cope. And his parents were very accepting and wanted to help him and his sister as much as they possibly could. Sam felt like a typical kid outside of school, but in school, Sam often felt like he struggled to fit in. He says, you don't want to be the different kid. You want to be like everyone else, says Sam. But it's hard to do that when you're the one sitting in the front row of the classroom with large print books and a monocular trying to see what the teacher's doing. Sam attended public school through most of high school and recalled pretending he could see so his peers wouldn't know that he was blind. But between his junior and senior years, he attended a life-changing summer program at Governor Moorhead School for the Blind in Raleigh, North Carolina, and he graduated from the school. Sam says, I finally felt normal in school my senior year. I wasn't the weird kid anymore. I was finally around others that were like me, and I loved it. 
Around Sam's late 20s and early 30s, he finally started to feel self-assured and accepting of his visual impairments. He credits a lot of that confidence to his wife, Rachel. He says, I finally realized there's nothing I can do about it, and it's not going to change right now at least, recalls Sam. I was wasting too much time and energy pretending to be sighted when I wasn't, and I wasn't fooling anyone. Everyone in his family, including himself, feels more empathetic and more willing to help others because of his experiences with vision loss. He says, losing your vision makes you gain a deeper appreciation of your life, especially if you have a degenerative eye disease, because you don't know how many more sunsets you'll see. So I better enjoy this one. Well, as Sam's vision loss progressed over the years, employment grew more difficult to find. So when his daughter was born, he stayed home with her while his wife worked. But once his daughter grew old enough to go off to school, he figured he needed to start doing something with his time. In 2012, Sam was hired to create videos for a mobile technology YouTube channel. He added a few videos specifically about accessibility apps and features for people with low vision and received lots of positive feedback. He did some searches and realized there weren't any resources on YouTube for those with Stargardt disease. So this encouraged Sam to start his own YouTube channel in December of 2013. It was dedicated to sharing his honest experiences living with vision loss. In the beginning, the channel's content was just whatever came into Sam's mind. Sam started the channel with the name The Blind Spot as an homage to the vision impairments he experiences and because it's a little literal spot on the internet that people can come to learn about vision loss. But as the channel has progressed, he has narrowed down the content, focusing mostly on assistive technology and community-driven requests. As a member of many low-vision Facebook groups, Sam will often read about others' interests in a specific topic or product. He'll then reach out to the company to share his platform and collaborate with them for a video. So, a couple of years ago, he renamed the channel A Blind Life, which better represents the well-rounded video content about living, adapting, and thriving with vision loss. The Blind Life, the name of the channel, is a representation of what is going on in my life. This is a quote from him. And what I enjoy, all from a visually impaired perspective, says Sam. I'm a big fan of mobile technology and low vision accessibility, but I also enjoy highlighting the humorous side of living with low vision, while still sharing tips and tricks I learned from the last 30 plus years. The channel, The Blind Life, is currently the largest resource for assistive technology on the Internet. It has over 24,300 subscribers and over 570 videos. Sam produces everything on the YouTube channel himself, including the editing of each video. He uploads a new video to the channel every Saturday morning. Now 44 years old, Sam can reflect on his life so far and realize his vision loss is, as he says, not the end of the world. He wants to share this with others in the blind and visually impaired community that may not have had their aha moment yet. 
He says, when you're first diagnosed, it's very scary. There are many stages of grieving that you go through, but in the end, it's going to be okay. You're going to be able to do everything you want and need to. You just may need to learn a new way of doing it. I hope I can help you navigate through that and live your life to the fullest. And we have a final quote from him. Losing your vision makes you gain a deeper appreciation of your life, especially if you have a degenerative eye disease, because you don't know how many more sunsets you'll see. So I'd better enjoy this one, says Sam Seavey. And his YouTube channel, once again, is called The Blind Life. And I have another person I'd like you to meet. This person's name is Mava, M-A-E-V-A, Mava. And it comes from Beacon Stories from October 15th, 2020, sponsored by the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Mava's independence with her white cane is the headline of the story. We're celebrating White Cane Awareness Day with a spirited five-year-old Mava, five-year-old Mava, who is an independent explorer, thanks to her white cane. Now, a little background information right here. White Cane Awareness Day is recognized on October 15th every year. For those who are blind and visually impaired, the white cane is a tool that provides the ability to move freely and safely from place to place. The mission of White Cane Day is to educate the world about how the blind and visually impaired can live and work independently and celebrate the abilities and successes achieved by blind people in a sighted world. Today, as they say back in the article, today the Foundation is celebrating White Cane Day by highlighting five-year-old Mava. The article starts with a quote from her grandmother. She says, When Mava has only the white cane in her hand, she walks much faster. You can tell she's more confident and not afraid to head out and explore with her cane. This is from Marlene, who is Mava's grandmother. Well, Mava lives in Delano, Minnesota, with her mom, dad, and three older brothers. She was diagnosed with labor congenital amaurosis, and this is abbreviated LCA. She was diagnosed when she was only six months old. Mava and her family got involved with the Foundation Fighting Blindness the year she was diagnosed. This year is their fifth year participating in the Twin Cities Vision Walk as a team that they call Mava's Fight for Sight. And a quote here, since we have been involved with the foundation over the last five years, it's been amazing to see the research progress, says Marlene, Mava's grandmother. She continues, little was known about LCA 10 years ago, and now we see hope that someday there may be a cure for Mava. Mava is now five years old and has just started kindergarten this school year. Her family would characterize her as an explorer who isn't afraid to try new things. Here's a quote. Mava doesn't seem to fear anything she tries, says Marlene, the grandmother. She really never shows frustration when trying to do something new, even if she has difficulty doing it. Some of Mava's favorite activities include swimming, listening to music, jumping on her trampoline, and she loves to talk and play games with their Amazon Alexa. Mava's supportive family has allowed her to be very independent by providing her with as many opportunities and tools that she needs. Mava was given a white cane as soon as she started to walk, mostly for her to get used to holding it at first. 
According to Braille Works, a white cane provides a child who is blind or visually impaired access to the world that they may not have otherwise and allows them to learn alternative skills to reach their maximum developmental potential. A child will gain more control over their environment as they learn to read the feedback from their cane, allowing for greater exploration, movement, and safety in their world. Marlene, the grandmother, recalls that Mava didn't understand the white cane's purpose early on and would swing her cane around her like a bat instead. But as Mava grew older and started to understand her white cane, she now exudes more confidence walking with it and using it to navigate her surroundings. Here's a quote. Being that she's only five years old, she does like to hold our hands sometimes, says Marlene. But once she has only the white cane in her hand, she walks much faster. You can tell she's more confident and not afraid to head out and explore with her cane. Using a white cane has become a learning process for Mava, but as she continues to grow older, she's getting better at using it every day and is now enjoying greater mobility and independence. When introducing anything new to Mava, her family has learned to think, as they say, in her shoes, and describe the world in a way that she will understand. Here's a quote. When she was younger, we would say, Can you feel the sun on your face, Mava? says Marlene. It's all about the feel or what she can hear and taste. Her blindness doesn't stop her from experiencing new things. Mava also knows her left versus her right, so that when her family is giving her directions on how to reach or walk to something, it's easy to guide her with directional cues. Here's a quote. Watching Mava become the independent person she is has made us realize how proud and lucky we are to have her, says Marlene. We believe she will be able to do whatever she wants as she continues to get older. Mava can put a smile on your face, no matter what type of day it is. She is just a joy to be around. Well, Mava lived in Minnesota, and for the next person, we're going to go a little further west to Arizona. This one comes from the publication Beacon Stories from October 27th in 2020. The headline says, Finding My People by Faye Moe. Foundation Fighting Blindness's Arizona Chapter President, Faye Moe, is sharing in his own words his experiences with being diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa and how he found comfort in the fighting blindness community. He says, when I was finally diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, it's called RP. This was in 2009. I had been experiencing vision loss symptoms for almost a decade. Attempts to understand what was going on left me feeling frustrated because a definitive diagnosis could not be made. Driving at night scared me because I would lose visibility of the lines dividing the road, and at some point I stopped driving at night. There was certainly a sense of relief after my suspicions were confirmed, and I knew why I was slowly losing my vision. For years after my diagnosis, I knew no one else who had RP. I felt alone, and although I could explain what was happening to my vision, no one truly understood. One time I met a neighbor's mother who had RP, and I felt an instant connection. She even went to the same doctor that I had in Boston for my diagnosis. 
Interestingly, it was her husband who suspected something, because he led his wife the way my husband led me in dark and crowded spaces. There was comfort in this shared experience. I attended my first Foundation Visions conference in 2016, and the experience moved me deeply. My life changed as I met others with vision loss like me, and we shared our experiences and laughed over stories of running into things or kicking things over. I also learned that white canes were not just used by those completely blind. Having feared the stigma of letting others see my disability, I wanted to avoid any sessions about using a white cane. But a voice inside me said to let go of my pride and go to the session. It ended up changing my perception of using a white cane. And today I proudly use my cane because it gives me confidence to travel independently. At that conference, I met Jackie Olson, Arizona chapter president, and we talked about the chapter, one she had been leading for over 20 years with her husband. I had been searching for an organization to volunteer with where I could use the gifts and talents I have to make a difference. I told Jackie I wanted to be her apprentice and learn from her. I became our chapter vice president and learned about the foundation and the mission to find cures for retinal diseases. I also learned about services provided to me in Arizona, ones that would allow me to continue to work and live independently. I learned how to use a white cane, assistive technology, and read Braille. This probably would not have resulted without my involvement with the foundation. So I have been the Arizona chapter president since 2018, and I am grateful for the ability to carry forward the mission and purpose of the foundation. The ability to fundraise for research and to share my story with others is a blessing. I am mostly thankful for connecting with others going through vision loss and sharing this journey together. They understand what it's like. They are my people. You heard this quote a little earlier in this segment, but here it is. My life changed as I met others with vision loss like me, as we shared our experiences and laughed over stories of running into things or kicking things over. And this is a quote from Faye Moe, who is currently the president of the Arizona chapter of the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Next, we have another person for you to meet. This is from the Beacon Stories, a newsletter from the Foundation Fighting Blindness. It's dated November 9th, 2020. And remembering the theme of a beacon with this week's program, the headline says, Positivity Always Shines Through. Linda Worth's middle name is Joy, and she exudes it in her life every single day. Linda, this is Linda Worth, has been blind since birth, but she never lets her visual impairment stop her from doing what she loves and staying positive through it all. She was always happy as a child and knew something was different about herself. Still, she didn't let her visual impairment stop her from doing what she wanted. When she was younger, her eye doctors didn't have any idea why she was blind. As time went on, one of her doctors finally told her that she had retinitis pigmentosa, or RP. But as Linda got older, she continued pushing for a more definitive diagnosis for her blindness. Many years later, Linda went to an eye specialist that had a reputation for working with special cases. But he too didn't have an answer, saying she was too old. 
After this experience, Linda was so disheartened that she didn't go to the eye doctor for years. But then Linda found the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Through the Foundation, Linda met Dr. Alan Kimura, that's spelled K-I-M-U-R-A. She met Dr. Alan Kimura, who suggested genetic testing, which confirmed that she has labor congenital amaurosis. It's abbreviated LCA. Here's a quote. It was encouraging to finally know my diagnosis after so many years, says Linda. I wouldn't know so much about my blindness if I hadn't been involved with the foundation. During all the uncertainty of her diagnosis, Linda still went on to earn a master's degree in social work, and she worked in the field of geriatric long-term care for over 28 years. Linda experienced many hurdles in her career. Linda had to work much longer hours than her colleagues in order to get tasks done, and she even had to provide her own accessible technology and tools. Linda recalls even taking her kids to work on a Saturday so she could finish documentation. Overall, very little accommodations were made for her in her workplace. Here's a quote. When I grew up before the ADA, there was a lot of ignorance about disabilities, said Linda. I was told I couldn't do a lot of things with my life, like have a job, a family, or even act. But I've done all those things. Now society is striving for more inclusion of all people. So luckily, there's been more of a conscious effort being made to make accommodations. Now 73 years old, Linda lives in Denver, Colorado, and is the proud mother of four and grandmother of seven. Now that Linda's retired from social work, she continues to remain very active. Linda is a singer and an actress, having performed in over 30 plays and musicals in Chicago and Denver. Since 1995, Linda has performed with the Family Theater Company, which exclusively employs actors with physical, intellectual, cognitive, and emotional disabilities. This one-of-a-kind theater company gives actors a supportive space to explore and develop their craft. It empowers artists within their disability identity, educates the community about access and inclusion, and entertains audiences with full-length, award-winning shows. And I'll go back and repeat that name of the theater company. It's called Family Theater Company, but it's spelled in a rather unique way. The family part is spelled P-H-A-M-A-L-Y, the Family Theater Company. Linda also volunteers with World Denver, an organization that brings about 600 international visitors to Denver annually through a partnership with the U.S. Department of State. Linda hosts dinners for the visitors and enjoys teaching them about her perspectives on disabilities and the arts. Linda has hosted people from Russia, Kazakhstan, China, Indonesia, and the Philippines, and more worldwide. Linda's drive to staying mentally sharp has also led her to take continuing education classes through her local Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. With Linda's background as a social worker and her experiences with vision loss, she has become a motivational speaker, presenting to all types of groups, from school children to professional conferences, on topics ranging from issues of aging to disability awareness. Linda makes herself available for those who are newly diagnosed, too. Here's a quote. I live by the philosophy that everything happens for a reason, says Linda. 
We all have some challenges to face in life, and mine happens to be my vision. I look forward to the opportunity to teach others like me or those that haven't met someone that is differently abled like I am. To share her experiences further, Linda decided to write a book about her experiences as a blind actress. She wrote a few pieces and shared them with one of her Osher program facilitators. The facilitator suggested that Linda write the book about her life experiences, including her education, career, family. From there, Linda worked on the book and picked four people to give her feedback. But then she took a break for a year after getting varied responses. A couple of years later, Linda completed a final draft of the book. It is now published on Amazon and is titled, it's Amazon Kindle also, it's titled, Just Because I Am Blind Does Not Mean I Can't See, Autobiographical Memoirs. Linda hopes her uplifting book of stories and anecdotes will find a home with readers of all types, including those who are newly diagnosed. Here's a quote, your diagnosis is not the end, says Linda. Life is going to be different, but you can still do everything you've always done. You might have to learn to do it differently, and it might take you longer, but it's only a change in direction. Ultimately, Linda's book shares her message that despite hardships, challenges, and disappointments, everyone must keep going and look for the beautiful gifts and positivity that life has to offer. Here's a quote, there is so much life to live, and it's up to you to decide if you want to make an effort, says Linda. People don't know you need help unless you speak up, so you must be willing to ask for help and accept it graciously, too. But it all comes down to your perspective. Linda recalls a quote on perspective from John Milton, who says, to be blind is not miserable. Not to be able to bear blindness, that is miserable. Linda's positive perspective on life can be attributed to many facets of her life, and it shines through in her new book. It's titled once again, Just Because I'm Blind Does Not Mean I Can't See, Autobiographical Memoirs, and the author is Linda Joy Worth. To end the program, I have a little more about the Foundation Fighting Blindness. They say the Foundation was established in 1971 by a passionate group of families driven to find treatments and cures for inherited retinal diseases that were affecting their loved ones. At that time, this was in 1971, little was known about these blinding retinal degenerative diseases. Very little research was being done, and there were no clinical trials for potential treatments. The Foundation's goal was clear and focused, to drive the research that would lead to prevention, treatment, and vision restoration for the spectrum of degenerative retinal diseases, specifically for macular degeneration, including age-related macular degeneration, for retinitis pigmentosa, for Usher syndrome, Stargardt disease, and labor congenital amaurosis. Together, these conditions affect more than 10 million Americans and millions more throughout the world. So once again, this program has been from the Foundation Fighting Blindness. The abbreviation for that organization is FFB, and their website is www.fightingblindness.org. 
To summarize today's program, I will say you met four truly strong and inspiring people, as they were described in the publication called Beacon Stories from the Foundation Fighting Blindness. To end the program, I have a quote for you to think about. It was said by Julie Andrews. Use your knowledge and your heart to stand up for those who can't stand, to speak for those who can't speak. Be a beacon of light for those whose lives have become dark. You probably know who Julie Andrews is, but here's an interesting fact about her that I bet you don't know. In 1992, a beautiful salmon pink rose was given the name Julie Andrews in honor of her role as the lovable flower seller Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great week.